Hello, hello, everyone. Hello, this is Irene with Soga Talks. Thank you for our loyal followers on LinkedIn, on X, YouTube. And I'm Irene Lakovetsky. I'm speaking with fascinating people in tech. And today in the portrait kind of vertical new format we're trying. So let us know if you like it better, because that should be best format for all the shorts for all the shorter videos and seem to be working well on mobile. Today is my esteemed guest, Barada Sahu. Barada, how are you? I'm doing well, Irene. Really good to be here and good to be talking to you. Absolutely. It's my pleasure and privilege, okay, to have you on because the topic we're going to touch on today is the role of AI, which is not new on Soga Talks. We're covering AI on, from different angles, okay, all the way from technology, shiny trends to adoption to challenges and best practices, but, right? You are an expert in commerce, commerce 3.0. Brother, can you enlighten us, right? How the term of commerce evolving as we speak, because on consumer side, we feel it, but please talk to us in professional terms. What does it mean now, commerce 3.0? You know, what I call about as uh, this generation, uh, commerce moving through multiple generations, online commerce. And if you look at it, the first generation of online commerce was primarily driven by marketplaces. I mean, if you look at it, uh, Amazon is what coming on about 30 years uh, now uh, on the horizon. And uh, the first generation of commerce was really about how do you enable anybody to sell online at all? How do you find customers? How do you get to fulfill to them? How do you... Uh, find uh, surface all the right products for them. Now, how do you kind of continue that customer experience post uh, fulfillment? But everything needed to be done together. And we've seen marketplaces kind of rise over the years. The second generation I see in commerce has been primarily as more brands decided to bring out their stores online. They said that, hey, we needed our own catalogs, our own products, our own brands to now be online. And so the second generation of commerce, as we've seen it, has been with the likes of uh, the enablers from Salesforce, SAP, Topify, of course, and uh, the likes of Magento and Big Commerce also coming along along the way, who have kind of enabled brands to now come and set up their online stores. We've seen a lot of more retailers and brands now having their online presence beyond just the marketplaces. And so we have the, seen the rise of the D2C uh, movement also in the past uh, decade or so. Now, the third generation, if you see, is shifting from this view of commerce being centered more around brands and products to really being commerce being centered around consumers. And because as consumers, what we're seeing is that we're seeing an explosion in the number of channels that we can shop on, whether it's your online store, whether we walk into the, uh, on the st uh, store on the street next door, or whether we go to high street or whether we shop uh, on a social platform. It's all the same brand that we're kind of uh, communicating with and connecting with. So for uh, what's happening is that you've got to put the uh, customer at the center of it and then kind of build all of the experiences around the customer. And so what we see as this next evolution of uh, commerce is really about evolution to a customer first view of commerce. And incidentally, I also like to see as it has these three generations in terms of you know, the first generation of marketplace commerce was all about mass commerce. How do you kind of get mass manufactured products right to the hands of everybody? The second generation was more about what you see social. So a lot of people kind of coming together in communities and you see in the rise of social commerce over the years. The next generation of commerce, as we're seeing it, is more personal commerce. 
So, so we're seeing that. And so Commerce 3.0 is about bringing all of these movements together, which is focused on the customer at the center of it and being more personal. And that's really what Commerce 3 does today is all about. So, so I see it as a very exciting time uh, because what we're seeing is now we're seeing brands around ourselves and brands fitting into our need states and excited to see about how that can really uh, uh, mean that products are built more for us uh, rather than we adopting products and fitting them into our lifestyle. Absolutely. What an exciting time to be in this space about underlying technology, okay? Because when we look at our phone, we look at our computer, it looks like magic, okay? The unprecedented uh, capabilities available to us without even realizing what kind of technology enabling it. I think over the years, computing has continued to evolve over the years where it has become an essential part of our lives. And so if you see uh, right from uh, what I see, a large part of it is that... uh, Computing is no longer disconnected between the digital and the physical world. And today you've seen right now with uh, XR devices, Apple just got Vision Pro. And I think you've seen already the capabilities that it's bringing to life, where both the reality that we interact with and the digital reality are now together part of one world. And I think that movement is continuing to go uh, uh, go more and more along the way where we'll see computing across every part of the world that we kind of uh, interact with. What that obviously means is that as a uh, consumer, for you, the online and again, the offline experiences are not two different experience, uh, things. And what is going to be is that how do you kind of bring these connected experiences for you across all of this? Now, how do you enable these connected experiences? And that's where technology really plays a role, a big role today. Uh, whether it's in the form of uh, AI, which is really helping you craft these experiences to the underlying data infrastructure, which helps you understand the consumers uh, uh, intimately. I think we need to kind of uh, bring these two parts together to really bring this commerce 3.0 vision really to life. Uh, like I said, the heart piece of it is understanding of the customer. And to understand the customer, you need to engage the customer. And uh, what we see is that there are these two very exciting pieces now coming together. We have already had a ton of data, which is now streaming in across different channels. But now really the ability to use this data to create experiences on the fly is what is being unlocked with the uh, with these large foundational models that we have seen rise over the last year. And now they are coming into these exciting new use cases. How can you use this to generate experiences on the fly and connect the dot for the consumer across all of these different channels that they're shopping on? Uh, and so what we're seeing is that uh, whenever now I walk in into a store, it often uh, 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 the retail associates today are also starting to have intelligence about, you know, uh, when I walk in into the store, they're starting to get to know who am I and hence recommend me, you know, I like white shirts. I have a, a propensity to kind of look for uh, gray pants. So they, they're probably coming in with curated collections for me rather than me going having to browse the catalog all over. So all of this is now starting to be enabled as we kind of see this combination of data and AI really coming into the hands of retailers uh, today. So so that's what uh, is, I would say, the evolution on the tech stack that's happening. On the experience side, uh, you know, experience starts to evolve as there are new capabilities also being unlocked. Like I said, the make, from mixed reality to virtual reality uh, experiences are now becoming more real. I, again, uh, I don't think these things were not possible maybe five years back, but what has really become affordable is that the affordability of this experience for everyday retailers and brands, and they've become lots more accessible. 
AI is now allowing us to generate content and now allowing us to generate different pieces of code as well. So what it means is that retailers and brands can now tap in and create these experiences without having to invest in very heavy infrastructure. So, so I think these are two super important pieces that are happening today and super excited as to how this will reshape a lot of experiences for consumers. Comment Barada on how Gen AI is changing retail space. Yeah, the okay. first generation of use cases, everybody got the chatbot into the uh, store. And I think you must have seen that kind of everyone today has an AI-based chatbot in the store which can help you answer queries about when is your order landing, uh, what kind of products can I match it with, and so forth. Uh, uh, what's the price, best price, what are some offers available. So I think the chatbot-based use cases have already started to roll out. But I think beyond the chatbot-based use cases, the obvious ones, I think what's really happening is the next stage of evolution is where the storefront itself is becoming more generated rather than designed. I think that's where a lot of more evolution for retailers are happening today. And on the second part of it is that there are also use cases which are now being unlocked on the, like you said, the understanding of the consumers on the analytics side, if you look at it, but also ensuring that you can bring this analytics in a more meaningful way to the retail associates within the stores. So they get the customer intelligence of a shopper who's walking into the physical store. So it's not just the digital stores that you're kind of seeing the impact on. It's also on the physical stores where retail associates are now being enabled with sales intelligence uh, about customers and the, hence they can recommend them better products. They can provide them with better advice on what would work well for them. So you see a more intimate shopping experience that is being crafted now with AI. And on the next side, there's also optimization on the supply chain. You're seeing the production of micro batch of products that are tailored around consumer taste. Because now you have this ability to understand customers and also to be able to create new kind of uh, product offerings for customers. What we're also seeing is very differentiated and personal product offerings being created uh, for customers. So there's a bunch of this impact right from consumer experience on the digital side to consumer experience on the retail storefront side to what we see is also on the product development side. And these are areas that are being now uh, impacted with Genia. Uh, and I'll give you one of those very interesting use cases that I came across with one of these brands that we're starting to work with. Uh, they want to create a continuous gaming destination for the customers who use their app today. So the customers use their app, but oftentimes they use their app primarily for finding out coupon codes uh, once they're walking into the store and redeeming. And you must have heard the classic uh, Starbucks coupon codes. So you kind of buy a coffee and you get the next coffee free after some period of time. So, but they wanted to create a continuous gaming destination for uh, the consumers. And so what they wanted to create is a generative AI-based gaming system which will create content, which will create rewards, which will create levels for consumers and thereby create a continuous kind of gaming destination using which uh, customers can continuously play with the brand and engage with the brand even before they decide to purchase something or to just use it for transaction. So I see lots of exciting use cases where uh, uh, brands are starting to lean in on digital products and digital product offerings being also an extension of the physical product offerings that uh, they're bringing to the table. And I see Gen AI as being a bunch of the enabler to power all of these together.
Let's talk a little bit about implementation now, because yeah, you you really painted a great picture ahead of those in retail or maybe close connected industries as well. But what are the essential considerations or best practices for retailers adapting AI? That sometimes yes. goes, you know, yeah, not as well as they probably thought in their plans and strategies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think one of those, and uh, as we kind of speak with a lot of retailers is that, you know, before you kind of jump on on the AI bandwagon, the first thing is to get your data stack in place because most of your uh, generative AI models today are foundational models which are trained on open data sets, but a large part of your business intelligence relies on your closed data sets, which is that what is it about? What do your customers like? What are your product attributes? And so it's your data that you kind of need to have a handle on before you can really leverage the uh, AI systems fully and then be able to train and fine tune the foundational models to really create these applied models that can really work for you and your category itself. So before any of the retailers really jump on on the AI bandwagon, I think the first thing that they need to kind of take a good look at is that how clean is my data? How well organized is my data stack? That's number one. The second step I would say is that as you kind of bring on AI on board, you have got to also understand is that there's the propensity for the models to hallucinate. You've got to ensure that you ground the models by training them and fine tuning them with the right data sets, have the right guardrails to be able to check the output so that your customers are really not getting that customer experience, which is off brand. So the ability for you to kind of look at the grounding, the models itself, being able to check the outputs of the model through uh, uh, different kind of uh, passes is super important as you kind of uh, bring AI on board. Uh, and the final part of it is also ensuring that you have the ability for you to create the feedback systems to kind of improve the models. So I think these are three important areas that we see data governance, grounding models, feedback loops to uh, train and fine tune the uh, continue improving the models are super important as you go about driving AI adoption within your enterprise. Uh, and of course, to do all of this, you need partners, you need people who understand them, and you need to kind of uh, uh, have a good relationship and rapport to work with them, because uh, that's super important. Today, in the hype of AI, there's also a lot of different things that are being promised. You've also got to prioritize what really makes sense for your business. Is the extra expenditure on AI and marketing going to make sense? Is it on the supply chain that I need to invest in? Is it basically my product assortment or is it my product development? Where, where, which is the needle mover for my business? So I think that's the prioritization bit uh, that I would advise for uh, most brands and retailers. And I think that's that's probably the way to keep in mind as kind of having a good AI portfolio and a good AI mix adoption within your uh, organization. Yep, you mentioned a few use cases before. So what about if we spell out how, somehow the low-hanging fruit, okay? The, I know yeah. companies already looking at They haven't looked yet. I mean, they're really behind. But can we please summarize based on your experiences? Yeah, what kind of low-hanging fruit use cases and how to really achieve them? Yeah, so I think on the consumer experience side, again, like I said, there's a bunch of these use cases emerging across the table. On the engagement side, I'll speak about this gamification, this quizzes, uh, there's uh, rewards uh, uh, which are all coming into the front. So these are some of those use cases which are coming on the engagement side. I think that's usually a very low hanging fruit that's kind of getting enabled. This is post content creation itself. 
I think on the content creation, we are very well aware in terms of already product content really being created automatically with AI. But I think it's really about grounding those models and ensuring that they are on brand. That's the important bit to keep in mind as you kind of enable product content. Then we are definitely seeing better merchandising being enabled. Uh, and I think while merchandising has been around for a while right now, uh, really the today what is really being unlocked with this uh, language models is also the ability to understand products using uh, by understanding the product attributes and by understanding the product descriptions. And so we are able to have better uh, vector uh, based search, which really allows for better recommendations. So I think uh, we're seeing also an emergence in terms of how merchandising and search experience is evolving over there. And then finally on sales and promotions where there's more personalization really coming into the picture. So I think we're definitely seeing an emergence of that. These are at least things on the consumer experience side. On the retail uh, experience side, I think on the storefront experience, it's also enabling sales associates with better uh, uh, customer intelligence. And I think those are some of the low-hanging fruits that I would say that uh, brands need to double tap on and uh, retailers need to kind of double tap on uh, before they start indexing on more sophisticated uh, initiatives around how do I kind of use AI to kind of drive in product development or to improve supply chain efficiencies. So yeah, so these would be some of those low-hanging fruits that I would say that really stand out for me. In your recent LinkedIn post, you don't have to remember them all, right? But in one of the posts, I saw Etsy example, okay? How they piloting AI-based gift recommender. Do yeah. you recall that example? Can you maybe spell out the exact success story there? What have they tried? How did it work? And what part, yeah, Mason, your company is playing in it? Yeah, so uh, uh, Etsy, I mean, we did buy the Etsy gift recommender, but I think the Etsy gift recommender is a great example of how AI can really be used to kind of improve a, a, a digital product portfolio for a brand itself. And I think we're speaking a little earlier about it. You know what? Uh, retailers are now creating digital products which enrich the life of customers. Now, typically for when you're creating gifts, you want to know what kind of gifts would really be sensible for people who are being gifted to. And so a gift recommender really makes a life easy, especially if you can get to know that, hey, here are my friends, they're probably looking for gifts A, B, and C, and I can really kind of help curate a, a gift list for them. And a gift recommender really helps you create these curated gift shops uh, uh, using which you can go and buy from a select a curated list of products rather than uh, really kind of browse the entire catalog. And I think that's really the use case that, uh, that was done by uh, this. What really powered the AI powering it was really the merchandising bit of it and the engagement, the engaging experience uh, and the content created for it. Those are the two bits which really kind of made sense for it. Because of Etsy's rich consumer profile data, they were able to understand consumer profiles and be able to create rich uh, merchandising, which is tailored for those consumers. And obviously give those as gift stores, which is now available for their friends, which they can use to now curate those gifts. So I think that's that's really what kind of hit home uh, in terms of uh, how they have been able to smartly use AI to kind of create these digital products that really enhance the life of the consumers and shoppers. today. Fantastic. It's good to be the king. So it sounds that in 2024, consumer is the king. Uh, at the same time, again, companies who are entering the space or maybe, again, right, expanding their business in retail, uh, what are the best practices in terms of, you know, first technology adoption, just understanding, you know, what's the 
stack of technologies you need to have, okay? And of course, so many larger companies have to integrate these new technologies with their legacy applications, all right? So what's your take on this on overall, of course, evolving yeah, retail tech? Yeah, so I, uh, one of those key things is to have the right partners before you kind of jump in on the technology bandwagon, because like you said, it's a very noisy space, right? From uh, existing monolithic stacks and uh, legacy stacks, to basically there's new exciting LLMs, but there's also the privacy issues that come along with those. How do you kind of ensure that you ground those models? So there's a lot of different moving pieces over there. It's finding the right partners that's super essential before you can kind of adopt AI. And one of those core pillars I'll reiterate is there's data, there's ensure first find your right partners, get your data in place, start training your models, launching out, uh, prioritizing your use cases, which really makes sense for your business. And then subsequently look at like once you've prioritized those use cases, how do I get get them live to the customers and create the feedback loop for my models to learn better and my AI to learn better. So as you kind of jump on the technology bandwagon of adopting AI, I would say that take a roadmap, create a roadmap for AI adoption within your company, and then start working with the right partners to be able to get those to life for consumers. Uh, for consumers, I see it's a super exciting time because uh, what it's really meaning is that our experiences are really becoming a lot more seamless as we interact with brands. And for brands, I, I see it's a, it's one of those uh, pivotal moments as to say that, hey, how can I today adopt AI to really make a connected experience for the consumer across all the channels that I'm selling on? Whether it's marketplace, whether it's social, whether it's um, a direct channels or whether it's on an uh, offline store, I need to understand the customer and make that uh, a shopping experience personal. And I think that's that's what's emerging out for brands today. And AI is really enabling that. You just need to be ensuring you have the right roadmap to drive that adoption uh, for AI today in your uh, company. Yeah. And this will be the right place in our talk, Barada, to talk a little bit about Mason because you are a founder and CEO. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations on all the successes. I've learned about the company. Absolutely amazing, amazing journey that you've been on. Can you maybe describe right how you started and why retail, why retail tech in your in your career? Uh, well, thanks, uh, Aaron. I mean, uh, for uh, me, I've been like now a part of retail and the commerce ecosystem for a while now. Uh, I mean, while technology itself, I've uh, lived my whole career and uh, life now at the intersection of technology and commerce, as I call it. So a big nerd in both. Uh, I spent a bunch of time working at the Flipkart Group, which is uh, a part of the Walmart Group now. And uh, built a bunch of the infrastructure for building out the revenue infrastructure, which is everything to do around how do you monetize customers, how do you ensure that you have the right visibility for brands, how do you ensure that brands get the right engagement with customers. And so we built a bunch of the engines and the systems over there. And that also led us to understand that, you know what, a large part of how digital experiences were evolving was on the basis of consumer understanding. So, and uh, what we saw was that as more brands and retailers were coming online, they lacked a large part of that infrastructure today. That's really been one of those key forces. Simultaneously, we were also seeing these exciting leaps in AI in terms of how content would be generated automatically and how AI was really playing a key pivotal role. So we jumped out to kind of uh, bring all of that together at Mason. 
today at Mason, what we have is a suite of solutions uh, for retailers to leverage AI, and that uh, ranges from content uh, generation and content automation to how do you do the experience automation and to how do you do sales automation. So it's a full-fledged uh, shopping engine, as we like to call it, for uh, uh, retailers, and it helps you run your shops on autopilot, helps you understand consumers and create and generate all of the shopping experiences on autopilot and make shopping more personal and fun. So, so that's what we do. Uh, and I'm super excited about how the space itself is evolving and how the next generation of commerce is really about making shopping personal. And uh, uh, I'm excited to be a part of that. You know, I want to encourage our listeners, first of all, follow Barada on LinkedIn, follow Mason, because what I've learned about the company, it, it's an incredible achievement, okay? You are top uh, tech startup in Canada, right, in 2023. You are top conversation optimization startups in North America, also top e-commerce startups on Earth. How did that come yeah. about, Barada, on Earth? Good job. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. And I think uh, it's been a fabulous journey. I think it's just been working together with, uh, and a large part of the learning also has been together with our customers uh, that we have been working with. They've been fabulous partners as we have kind of scaled up and we have come to learn a lot of these very creative ways in which AI is now today being adopted is also from their bright minds itself. And today we continue to kind of work together hand in glove to kind of uh, make adoption of AI across retail, super successful. Um, and I'm excited about where this is headed. Incredible, incredible, really. So best of luck to you and the team out there. It's a lot of hard work. It sounds easy, but we know it is not. At the same time, yes, yeah, seems like you're still excited about the vision and the mission of the company. You are very much an advocate for the company and with authentic voice, okay? That's where we help at Soga Talks, all right? To bring leaders, to bring their vision, to bring their experience out there. So I encourage everyone to follow Barad in Link uh, on LinkedIn and everywhere else, all right? Um, in conclusion, time is flying today really quickly, Barada. So in conclusion, a few takeaways for our audience, and they are technologists, they are business leaders, they are somewhere in between because you know how some of the roles now blurred, all right? We know business people who understand technology well enough. We know technology people who are so knowledgeable about business. So a few takeaways about what to expect uh, for all of us, Commerce 3.0, 2024, and all the incredible achievements in AI we get to experience and work with. So I, I think uh, one of the key things is technology is continuing to evolve at a super fast pace. I think we're just at the cusp of where AI is starting to get adopted uh, across the spectrum. We are starting to see those initial use cases evolve. This year, I'm pretty bullish on applied AI really coming to the forefront. While you've seen the uh, rise of the foundational models, we'll see a lot more enterprise use cases kind of really come to the table this year. And uh, what we, uh, for that to happen, really, uh, what needs to happen is this focus on how do you kind of manage your data and how do you kind of uh, have the right partners to be able to train this. So I'm super excited about some of these applications that are going to come. We're also starting to see the use of AI in devices itself come to life. So if you're uh, asking me for uh, folks who are uh, listening to the, into this, get into this podcast, I would say that learn how to use this technology to the best advantage for your business today. Uh, and uh, for that, 
find your right partners and again index on your right data and figure out all of those things that you kind of spoke a little bit about earlier data partners roadmap and then kind of drive the implementation forward for customers i think this will kind of be the right road forward in retail especially i'm super kicked about all of these different use cases really coming to light because we see stores really getting transformed across on retail uh, across the board so for all of those tuning in into the uh, into this i would say that i'm super excited about how ai is really going to come to life for consumer use cases uh, from the initial hype that we saw the infrastructure last year so super excited what it means about how our interactions are going to evolve we just saw the drop of vision pro and i'm super excited about how use cases around itself are also going to emerge absolutely thank you thank you brother so very much for your time thank you thank, thank you i pleasure